Is that on tape? I I believe the word of God that he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Hallelujah. And that word thing there is absolutely eternal and still creative. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) We'll dismiss the children. Who's got the children's church today? Christy? Annalena? Okay, praise God. God bless you. Kids, you can go. Oh, look at this guy. What are you doing? Filling out the... You filling out an offering there? Caleb? Oh, you got to scoot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go with, go with him. Amen. <clears throat> I got to grab something real quick. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Open your Bibles to Nahum, N-A-H-U-M, in your Old Testament. Nahum 1, chapter 1. It's one of those books you frequent. Your Bible's probably worn on those pages. <laughs> I trust you all got the, um, uh, I, I know that most of you get it, the, uh, the phone message about the uh, memorial service that was yesterday for friends of ours, the pastors, that I got to get your number on the voicemail. Uh, Pastors Tom and Marlene Formica, uh, last uh, Monday, this past week, they, uh, their daughter was found dead uh, in a park in Camden. And uh, she was uh, uh, going to law school. She had, she had struggled for 10 years uh, with heroin at one point and then the weaning process off. Um, but she, was, she had a history of grand mal seizures. And she was a worshiper. She used to, uh, when her dad was pastoring down there and they had their church down here, she was playing keyboard, worshiping God, and the glory of God just radiated off her face. How many of you know we have an enemy? The body of Christ needs to take it very much to heart that leaders are there in their office by grace and through obedience and faith. We are all God's creatures. We're all human, but we're all those of us who are called to the ministry and to any, any of the offices, including deacons. When we start looking at the scripture and the, and the word of God, the responsible, that's why the Lord, the word says, make disciples of the nations, not believers. Disciples are ones that 
connect and they, they begin to comprehend that they're in a covenant with God and a covenant with each other. We're in covenant. As holy and sacred as the marriages between man and woman, consummated through a physical act of intimacy, there's a similar covenant cutting when we're cut into Christ and we're, we're in covenant with one, one another. And the value and the way we operate in our marriage, if, if you've ever been married, the way God's intention is, is that there would be a holy covenant in his body. Yes. That we would never sin against each other. Yes. But for leaders, in 1 Timothy 2, I'm just going here. 1 Timothy 2, hold your place in Nahum. It says, pray for all those in authority. I want to just read this to you. Because... Uh, the collateral, or let me, I just want to say this. Anybody that's born again, the devil understands it from the point of our conversion. That he has lost a soul. That he intended to be damned. Tough. <laughs> amen. But, amen. Y'all with me? He's very aware of it. And the spirit realm is very aware that all of a sudden your spirit is filled with light and glory. Hallelujah. Born of an, a new creation species. Hallelujah. And then by virtue of that, you become a quote unquote greater threat to him and his kingdom. You say, I am. By virtue of my new birth. A greater threat to the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. So just because of the new birth, whether you knew it or not, you became a threat to the kingdom of God. And through the entrance of the word, giving light to you and understanding and comprehension that you are not only just a Christian, going, uh, not, not exchanging one religious form for another religious form, but we are moving out of a religious structure into a relational covenant with God Almighty and with his people. Amen. Hallelujah. Coming to church or, or to the, I'm going to say, you are the church. You don't come to church. You are the church. And we meet together at a appointed assembly times. That's a better way. That's a clearer way to say it. And the, the greater the truth is, the more faith you'll have. Amen. You want to get equipped. Why? Because we're in a war. Hallelujah. And even if you're at your personal residence or in your car by yourself, you are never alone. That's right. Hallelujah. Because, A, number one, you and Jesus are a majority. <laughs> Amen. But in Christ with one another, if we pray for one another. But I want to, uh, this whole thing, uh, when I looked, not just in that instance, but through our own, through our own experiences. And I want to read it clearly. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority. Now, in the body of Christ, everyone is in a place of authority by virtue of your new birth. The Bible says in Revelations chapter 1 that you, we, you, you and we, <laughs> you personally, but we collectively are a kingdom of priests and kings unto God. 
in those offices, and also, not to mention, 2 Corinthians 5, 20, we're ambassadors of the Most High. It's pathetic that Christians have to say, I, 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 wanna, I don't know what my ministry is. Your ministry is to be a believer. An ambassador. Hallelujah. And when you look at the, the title and the definition of an ambassador, the highest ranking official sent from one nation to another. When are we going to get it? See, if God, the Bible says we're sealed by the Holy Ghost. Now, there's a good picture of that, and that is whenever a document in olden times was sent from the king in letter form or something or declaration, there was wax put on, a wax seal was put on that letter. But the way it could have come from anybody if it's just a wax seal, but he would take his ring and put his signet. In the wax. So they would have the absolute authenticity that this is royal. God did that to you and me in our spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. That's my kid. We bear his mark. Royalty. Hallelujah. And we live so much still in just, a, just above a religious form. When we're king's kids. Boy, I'm preaching to myself today. Hallelujah. Just reminding myself. Hallelujah. Being a king's kid is a good thing. I love the prophetic flow and how the Holy Ghost moves in the rivers of water. The answer is on its way. Just reassuring. I know, you know, the Bible says in, for leaders to know those who labor among us and to know the condition of your flock. And a lot of times, Carol's verbal. She's a woman. Nothing personal. <laughs> Women are more outspoken. And I want to say it this way. This is my understanding. The woman's the heart of the home. The man's the head of the home. That doesn't mean he's a dictator. That means he has an authority and responsibility to love his wife, to watch her with the word, to stand together in ruling and reigning in life in the one Jesus Christ. It's also wanting to see her flourish in her gifting, calling, and grace. Because that's what Jesus wants for you and I. Amen. So a husband should be a servant in the home. Not some kind of goober head, Archie Bunker. Well, good, man. I'm pretty, come on, girls, you, have, you missed your opportunity to give me a hallelujah. <laughs> Listen, our past, your past cannot be, will not be an anchor to you, to your future. If you want a mate, you want a godly mate, you, the answer's on its way. Hallelujah. God will not delay. The answer is on its way. I mean, do, do, do I need to... Literally metamorphosed into Jesus to say this thing. It's for you to believe. Or do you believe the unction of the, for the function with the gumption? Amen. The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you what. When I get in that. When I feel him just living in me and flowing through me in that way. Or anybody. I'm just saying. But personally, when I have that experience. And I, you hit the zone. And you know it's just the. 
There's a river of flowing. Glory to God. Don't shut. Don't close that valve. Let it flow. So anyway, pray for leaders. It broke my heart that a girl 37 years old ended up laying in the park somewhere for a couple of days. It broke my heart and at the same time angered me. That should have never been. Yes, she has a free will and she has choices. But where is the power of prayer in the church of a living God that angels would have been more active on her behalf and on their parents' behalf and on the lineage behalf, on the legacy behalf, on the proclamations given by the patriarch and matriarch? For he watches over his word to perform it. Hallelujah. Now, God doesn't have grandkids. And kids can make their choices, adult offspring and anyone. But man, when you stand in that place of faith, it can't be just a one-time deal that you prophesy or decree a thing. It's daily. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He didn't say meditate on my word day and night for on Tuesday. You know, just this one. Today, Joshua, you do this thing and your whole life is going to be honey. And milk and honey and grapes and all kind of good stuff. He said, no, keep the word in your heart and in your mouth. Meditate on my word day and night. Hallelujah. Why? Because God doesn't need to be convinced that you believe it. We need to be convinced that we believe it. Hallelujah. The entrance of the word gives light. Pray for your leaders, dear God. And I, you know, I... This came out of my spirit so many years ago. I'm not hollering at you, but I got, man, if I got to preach, I'm letting it rip. That's right. ah! You know, the lamb's sweet to be around, but sometimes the, you need the lion. Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> when you pray, oh, I was going to say this. The congregational trust level in their leaders is directly connected. To the amount of time you pray for them. If you don't pray for your leaders. You're going to have very little trust. Because it's some, a, something God has designed in his word. The more you pray. And it's not praying to control their leaders. I would like church to be this way. I would like our services to be more like this. I would like to have this program. It's not praying that kind of witchcraft. It's saying, God, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to pray in tongues over our leaders for protection, for wisdom and revelation. Because they're guiding us, bless God. And I don't want to be guided wrong. Amen. Yeah, Brother Copeland said one time, yeah, why do you uh, pray those little headache prayers in, in a restaurant? He said, pray over that food. You got to eat it for crying out loud. Yeah, be bold when you're in the restaurant. In the name of Jesus, I pray over this food. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No pestilence shall come near me. This food will bring life to my body. <laughs> oh, you get, a, you get an audience. May get kicked out, but well, who cares? <laughs> pray for those in authority. Pray for them. And... Uh, just in the choreography, I've got plenty of messages. I don't want a message. I, wanna, I want the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So I'm going to give you a treat. Nahum 1.7, if you would. The Lord gave me this verse 
for the memorial service. And it was to reassure a family and friends that were visiting yesterday. And it was great. It was a smaller building, smaller than this even, but it was full. And a lot of folks came out to, you know, to pay their respects that knew them. And Nahum 1-7, and I'm going to be clear and honest with you, when the Holy Spirit really locked this in my spirit. Bobby Connor was ministering here in 2008. And when he's preaching, it almost seems like for a year. Now, he does a book called The Shepherd's Rod, where Jesus appears to him and gives him a lot of download about the coming year. He's one of those kind of singers. Hallelujah. I, I, I would like to see Jesus. But I want to do one of those Jesse Duplantis things. Turn around, you asked to see me. No! Yeah, the fear of God was all over him. Kathy, you missed it. Jesus was here. What did he look like? He couldn't tell her because he wouldn't look. <sighs> Nahum 1 7. The Lord is good. Oh, Bobby Connor. So Bobby, intermittently in the first meeting that he was here, in the couple meetings that he was here in 2008, this came out of his spirit. It was a download God gave him, a clear, prophetic word, living, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword. He'd say, Nahum 1-7, the Lord is good. Well, isn't that a good word? The Lord is good. Stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust him. And as I was praying about, you know, they asked me to share for about 10 minutes. And I was hoping they wouldn't ask me because my heart was broken. You know, uh, because I knew Sarah and loved the family. And uh, I really just wanted to be a support. (laughs) Yeah. So as I'm praying, but sure enough, and I said that too with the memorial service. I said, I really didn't want them to ask me. <laughs> I said, but they did, and we're family, so I'm going to share what the Lord gave me. And Nahum 1.7, the Lord is good. I want you to get your notebook out and remind yourself of what his goodness is. Number one, it means Gracious. He is gracious. The second definition, bountiful. Hallelujah. Bountiful could be equate to El Shaddai. He's more than enough. The third definition is he's kind. And the third, fourth definition of that, primary, is loving. The Lord is good. Now, I want to tell you something. In life, our circumstances don't remind us of this. Our circumstances in life, whether it be directly personal, in the workplace, family relationships, Those circumstances that can come up 
and usually are faithful to come up just like bills. Have you ever noticed that? Challenging circumstances come like bills. But they, like bills, too, need to be managed. They need to be governed. There's a scripture in Proverbs that says, well, one says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching the inner parts of his belly. So we know that our spirit is the place of illumination and guidance from the Holy Ghost. But also says this, a man who has no control of his spirit is like a city broken into without walls. A man who has no control of the spirit or woman is like a city broken into without walls. So what does that say to you and I? I need my spirit man to be built up and in the driver's seat. In Christ. So that no matter what comes down the pike, what situation I may face in life, that the word and the spirit agree. Right? We know that. I need my spirit to speak out what the word says, what God says about this thing. I need not to trust. You know, Joyce Meyer, how many respect her as a teacher in a body? I sure do. She said publicly in a huge auditorium, she said, I can't trust my mind. I heard that and I thought, oh, a little unnerving. Our minds are supposed to be being renewed by the word of God. Being is a key word, renewed. Not always on the in harmony with the spirit. Hallelujah. I know I are betterer than last year. Amen. But I also know this. Like Paul said, I have not arrived. And on this side, I will never arrive. Actually, on the other side, it's going to be eternity of, you know, as the creations are still being framed out in the galaxies, God's wisdom and knowledge is. We'll never Tap into the whole picture. He's, he's, I mean, our Papa, he's infinite. When's the last time you reminded yourself of my father is omniscient, all-knowing. My father is omnipotent, all-powerful. My father is omnipresent. All present. Hmm. If my papa is all present, all powerful, and all knowing, and I'm your kid, that means those things are available to me. Power, knowledge, and presence. I'm a carrier of God's power. Knowledge and presence. Hey, that's a pretty good confession. I am a carrier of God's knowledge, power, and presence. That's pretty good. I'm going to hang out there. Hey, okay, how about this? Okay, sheep, you're on your own. I'm a carrier of God's power, presence, and... <laughs> and knowledge. Aren't you glad God's good? He's, say this with me. God is good. Or the Lord is good. Yeah. 
He is gracious, bountiful, kind, and loving to me, to my family, to my community. In Jesus' name. All hell can be breaking loose against you or your family. When you say God is good, stop in the name of Jesus. I'll hold it right here. Tell you are not going to wag this dog. I'm going to wag you. My, our little Yorkie Terry, she is the cutest little thing. That tail gets to going, and it's like a motor. <laughs> you know, and then it sometimes is, but she went, you know, Summer. So you should say her name. Hey, if you get down on the carpet, I think she gets the ticket. Because of the result of her heart, result of the climate. The one who loves her is there. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you, it's amazing to me how dogs connect with you. Or any animal. Isn't it weird? But it, it's God. It's a God thing. Hallelujah. Summer reminds me of how much my father loves her. And when, if we just ignore her, she's sad. She gets sad. That's why you always have to keep her on your lap or close by. Lay on the floor with a toy, one of them squeaky things. She, and the dog is so smart. That toy has a squeaky thing here, nothing here, you know, just body. Then maybe a squeaky thing down here. She goes right to the squeaky thing. <coughs> She's got to have it. She knows where to go to get it. And that means, come and play with me. <laughs> the Lord is good. A stronghold. Say it with me. Let's read the verse. The Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we are sons and daughters of faith. So I'm going to say this. Say I am. A son and or daughter of, of faith. We're of him. God is faith. God is love. God is hope. A stronghold. Write this down. Stronghold defined as a number one. A fortified place. A fortified place. A defense. He is a defense. Glory to God. He's a fortified place, a place of refuge, safety. He's also a defense against the weapons of the enemy. He's good. He's gracious. Man, I love this definition. He's bountiful. The Lord is kind. The Lord is loving. 
He is a stronghold to those in the day of trouble. I know nobody in here ever has a day with trouble. (laughs) What did Jesus say? Don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of its own. Hmm. I want to confess that trouble away. Mm -mm. Trouble is part of the, one of the tools God uses to enhance our faith, not take away from it. But if we don't activate our faith, see, a lot of times we feel like we're too tired. That's a lie from hell. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When I'm weak, well, you may feel weak, but don't misinterpret weakness for tiredness. I'm not saying tired, being tired isn't legitimate. I want to ask a question. Why are you tired? If you're managing and redeeming time and doing yourself, living on this earth as a kingdom citizen. Led by the Spirit of God, feasting and feeding on the Word. Hmm. Psalm 127. What's it say? Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who build it all. Unless the Lord guard the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It's vanity to rise early and retire late. Why are you tired? It's vanity to rise early and retire late. Now, whenever early is for you, early for some is five. Some, four. 3.30. That's, you might as well just not go to bed. Hallelujah. So, it's vanity... Hence, uh, times with different meetings, Albert's not here because he's getting ready for bed. Believe God for that hour. Amen. Rising early, retiring late is vanity. Then then it goes on to say, now, (laughs) it's got to be connected to some things about parenting. Children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Blast is the man whose quiver is full of them. And them kitties take up a lot of your day. And them kitties want to manage you. You need to manage them. I'll tell you one thing about my girl, my bride. She was so blessed to be at 10 years old, being like a second mom. I got a keeper. She knew how to run a house. She knew how to take care of them kids. Every one of our kids, by the time they were two weeks old, they were on her schedule. She was not on theirs. I'm telling you the truth. Those babies were on her schedule. They did not manage her. She managed them. Now, number two son had colic. You know, he tried to run the show. A colic isn't a pleasant thing. I'm glad I didn't have it. I don't remember. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? You can redeem time. You can manage things. We are called to manage things. But 
as, I, as we are in worship today. And I shared this yesterday. And this was in the event, of course, the loss of a daughter. But I'm going to say this. If you're in a defeated mindset, by default, you're at a loss. When you, if you're experiencing depression or oppression of the enemy, you begin to feel loss, sorrow, and confusion. Come on now. I know I'm preaching truth. I've been there. I have been there. Fought depression. I'll just share, you know, I don't mind sharing truth with you. Buddy Harrison was one of the greatest examples to us. Kenneth Hagin's son-in-law when he was here on the earth. We were ordained under Buddy. But he would, he, he would, he thought it best at ministers' conferences to share his shortcomings and things that he faced because he didn't want to be in this place of, uh, of falsehood. Like the ministers don't have problems. He would, folk, we have problems. We face things. And Buddy would just share things that were just amazing. You know, I was like, oh, my God, never thought that you, the might, word of your man of faith and power, would have that kind of experience. Face those kind of giants. Have times of failure, loss, oppression, depressed. We had God's outpouring here at well, another location, but at Good News, July 1994. The most amazing manifestation of God that I could, I mean, I've seen a lot. But this baby shifted. It became an epicenter of his glory and presence. We're in that service, and you've heard us talk about it. Say, the Lord's good. He is gracious, bountiful, kind, loving. We are in the service taking communion that first July of 1994. And in, we prayed over the bread. The bread was distributed. As we began to pray over the blood. <gasps> that fast. A power came down into the middle of the building. It just went like a reverse mushroom cloud. <gasps> the whole place was wiped out. And was close to 100 folk. I'm talking about wiped out. I collapsed on the pulpit when the power hit the room. Carol went into tongues. <laughs> <laughs> which is normal, <laughs> but it was not normal in this, at this moment. It was supernatural. She couldn't even get into English. I was like, I, I collapsed on the pulpit. The power of God is manifesting. And I'm like, oh my God, there are people in the back row, five of them holding hands. They just shifted to sing us all in the blood. Other people are biting the dust. Laying on the floor, people weeping, people crying, people doing laps. This is all simultaneously within seconds. Pow! And I, I can't even, uh, and not only did I collapse on the pulpit, I am the drunkest I have ever been in the spirit in my life. I am trashed in the Holy Ghost. I mean, but trash being a good word. You know, I don't know if you ever saw Princess Diaries and when she's, uh, the young girl finds out that she's a princess of Chernobyl or something. She says, shut up to the queen. And the queen says, excuse me. And, the, and somebody advises her, well, shut up. It means like, oh, that, wow, that's good. That's great. 
Are you with me? I'm and then we are moved without taking a step. Carol and I both are ushered on or lifted off the floor and moved to the side of the pulpit by God's power. Never took a step. Just like. And now this is called maxi fear of the Lord. Say maxi. Freaked out. But in the glory. And with that, I fell out personally. No gusher, no catcher. Bam! Hit the floor. Drunk as a skunk in the spirit. And the Lord said to me real clearly, move over. This is my service. <laughs> it's on you, Lord. I'm drunk as a skunk. I just enjoy being drunk in the Holy Ghost. And then the whole thing was pandemonium for 45 minutes. 94. 94 to 95 to 96. The two most unbelievable years of God. We would get up to preach the word. And the word would go and look like hieroglyphics on the page. All of a sudden it would just go. It was like. Uh oh. And it's not demonic. It's not demonic. It was like it went into some kind of foreign language. And he was just doing all this crazy stuff. We went through the darkest time of our life in 1995. That's where I'm going with this. Carol was being mistreated wrong, treated wrong by a doctor of internal medicine for her thyroid. He was trying to shock it and literally pushed her into a suicidal condition. Darkest time of my life, of our lives. I didn't know what to do. I was at a loss. And this is what I read yesterday to the family and friends. It's our times of loss, sorrow, and confusion. In our times, the Lord is faithful to be a defense, a fortified place of love. Comfort, kindness, and grace. Only grace. Because you, if you're the leader, you got to lead. When I'm talking about a two-year span, Oral Roberts made this statement. I wasn't out of the word. But it was so difficult to get revelation out of the word. It was so dark. I want to tell you this. It was so dark that my peripheral vision was gone in the natural. It's like I had no peripheral vision. All I could see was like tunnel vision. But you know what? Sunday came. We have worship service. Praised him with all my heart. <laughs> I'm going to praise him. Hallelujah. I don't give a rip what, how low I might be. I'm going to praise him. Now, how dark it may seem, I'm going to praise him. Hallelujah. Why? Because he deserves it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Bless God. <laughs> Preach the word. Hope it hit. I prepare, endeavor to prepare in some of the darkest two years of our life and ministry. And yet, God. Is doing some of the greatest things in our midst. Signs, wonders. And I'm like, what is wrong with this picture? 
But faith stands. I don't know how you're going to get us out of this, Lord. But I know you will. You can only share those things with a couple people, you know, at that time. But we did have confidence. No man is an island. And in ministry, it can be very lonely at times. But you know what? We're submitted to the word. And the word says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and wages against all wise judgment. No man is an island. And it took two men to sing that. I am a rock. I am an island. It took Simon and Garfunkel to say I'm a rock. It's like you can have two fellows in a ship. That doesn't mean you have fellowship. When someone passes from this life to the next, young or old, it's normal to have questions of who, what, where, why, how, and when. Sometimes in life when you, your prayer, and I want to say it this way too, a delayed answer to prayer is not no. It could be no, but sometimes we don't want to hear no. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Hmm. Am I walking uprightly? <laughs> What's uprightly? Having childlike faith. Believe that I receive when I ask. And water that with thanksgiving. Brother Hagin said that one time. He said, Thanksgiving is one of the highest forms of, of worship and praise. He said, It's one of the highest forms of prayer, Thanksgiving. Because in order to give thanks, you have to believe you have received something or something's got coming to you. Say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for, for the prophetic word today that you spoke in our audience by the Holy Ghost through Balaam's ass. I don't mind saying that. I'm not trying to diminish the office or anything else like that. It doesn't matter how or what vessel it comes through. But if it's the Holy Ghost, take hold of it. The answer to my prayers are on the way. Hallelujah. God will not delay I tell you, every one of you got Shambach down there inside of you. Norval Hayes said this, a great teacher of the word, uh, businessman and minister. Norval said this one time. He said, if I so much as have a hangnail, if all of a sudden I have, you know, my foot is bothering me, and I find out there's a hangnail, I say, Daniel, get off my foot in Jesus' name. He don't tolerate. Devil, get off my foot in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Now, if I was that nail, or even the devil anywhere around, there didn't have to be a devil around. If I was the nail on that, on his human body, and that spirit man was commanding, I'm coming into alignment. I ain't going to be a hangnail no more. But he was releasing faith. He told a message with Brother Hagin at a conference up in North Jersey here. 
Norval Hayes got the blind Bartimaeus. I have never, I mean, it was one of the greatest, I can't say I have never. It was one of the greatest experiences of experiencing the anointing of God coming down in a service. Because when he got there and, and he got to preach about blind Bartimaeus and he heard that Jesus was passing by, son of David, have mercy on me. And the disciples, the apostles, the, the disciples, soon to be apostles were saying, shh, shh, don't bother the master. Shh, shh. And I mean, he would write in this thing. Norval's doing that. And he said, son of David, have mercy on me. He got louder. And shh, shh, don't bother him. Don't bother the master. Son of David, have mercy on me. And when he did that, I, 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 I my God, I began to weep because I knew the anointing was going out. And all of a sudden, people started standing up throughout the whole conference. Son of David, have mercy on me. My God, the anointing destroyed yoke and removed burdens. Amen. We need to believe for that stuff in here. Hallelujah. That the anointing will come forth in the preaching and the teaching of the word. To a place where we're rising up saying, God, I want that. That's mine in Jesus' name. We're embarrassed. Altar calls. One thing at that church yesterday. Oh, they had these old altars. Kneelers. Old kneelers. And I'm like, oh, man, they look good. Hallelujah. What happened to the altar? We got to get us some kneelers. I mean, I, the only reason they're not there is because I don't give a rip. I'm kneeling when it's time to kneel. That's right. But you know what? There is something about visual aids. Amen. We may need to get us some kneelers in here because when there's altar calls, it's like, come to the altar. Come to the altar. Get right with God. It's, it's like bringing your tithe. The, tithe the, the, the word doesn't say pass the bucket to receive tithes. Amen. It says bring your tithe to the storehouse. We have one of our pastor friends in Nigeria. He said, he does this. He says, uh, he receives the tithes and he said, don't you dare put anything in this thing if, you're, if you have, don't have your tithe with you. If you don't have your tithe with you, don't bring, don't bring up no offering here. This is the tithe. The tithe belongs to God. And if you're not paying your tithe, you're a God robber. This is Nigeria. Oh, he's telling the truth. Oh, well, that seems so religious. That's the Old Testament. Well, how convenient you want to grab on to that one. No, what, the, what is the tithe? One of the greatest teachings we had here at Good News was a man back in Harley Fiddler under that Mom Goodwin's ministry as well. But he said this. He said the tithe is land rent. A tithe is a reminder to you and I that everything is God's. None of it's mine. Well, hallelujah, we got over there. Well, hallelujah. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. That we may do all the words of this law. How many of you know that you're supposed to pray in faith? How many in here? Let me see your hands. You know. Well, that means not just pray in faith. That means stand in faith. Believe that you receive the things you ask when you pray is what Jesus said. Isn't it? Amen. 
the pastor that was doing the, excuse me, the, the main part and the conclusion of sharing yesterday. He had a son that, uh, that was uh, taken off the planet through drug abuse at 20 years old. And he had a granddaughter that he lost at 16. And I was driving him from the memorial service to where his wife was. She was at a wedding shower or a bridal shower. And we were talking and he said, you know, Ray, he said, the promises of God are yes and amen. And he said, I, I know that God's word is true. And he said, I, I, sometimes I'm troubled. Why did I lose my son if I'm praying over my family and different things? Well, there is the free will and free choice. Amen. Amen. But I want to tell you this, and I, I don't know all the answers. The secret things belong to the Lord. The, you and I don't. I'll tell you what God will do. He'll always give us an answer. But Carol, when we had someone that uh, we had been directly involved with, prayed them out of sickness and disease and death into life. And a month and a half later, the person, the d disease comes back and the person's perishing elderly woman and we went and we prayed and it's like she she got well and then it came the condition came back and but i heard something you need spiritual ears when we were praying for this woman her daughter asked us to come and pray for her and we went and prayed and and we didn't know all that was wrong with her her husband passed away a year before who she loved dearly and as we were talking with her, we were going to lead her to the Lord. And as we're talking to her, I heard this. We were telling her about the love of God. Jesus will heal her. Da, 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 da. And everything else. The Lord guided us in, by the word of knowledge on the things that were wrong with her multiple conditions. Bam, bam, bam. Nobody had communicated, but the Holy Ghost revealed it as we're praying. We lead her in, uh, to the Lord. But she would say this, oh, but I need to be here for my children. There are three teenagers, two sons that are not saved. The daughter was who invited us. I need to be here. Oh, but I miss my husband. And it's like when she said, oh, I miss my husband. It's like the Holy Spirit just. Whew, like, I don't, I don't know how to tell you. It was like I felt this suction almost in my spirit. Oh, I miss my husband. And I felt like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, we're here to pray the prayer of faith. But I heard the words behind the words. She longed more to be with her husband. She did be here for her kids who she also knew needed her. Jesus appears to her at the couch. We're praying for her. Carol's right around her chest area. I'm around the waist, thigh area. You know, kneeling beside her on the couch, and she lifts her hands up. You met, I think she, Carol shared this somewhat recently. She stretches her hands up towards the end of the couch where I'm at. Now, I am very aware of a presence, the presence of the Lord. And I just, I, I knew he was there, and she's, her eyes are open wide. She said, Jesus, Jesus, she's seeing him. Why won't he take my hands? Why won't he take my hands? And then the Holy Spirit said to Carol, 
tell her my hands are extended to her through you. Hear it. My hands are extended to her through you. So when you're praying for somebody, you're the hands of Christ. You're the voice of Christ. You're the face. <laughs> and then the Lord also said this. He said, if I take her hand, she'll give up the ghost. This experience, we turn and the two sons, two, her two sons, teenagers, teenagers are on their knees weeping. It's like the presence of God was so thick there. Hey, guys, you need to give your life. It was like taking, giving candy to a, taking candy from a baby. They just prayed, man. They just wanted God. They, they accepted the Lord. You talk about a road of rooter in the spirit. God showed up. So the woman ends up passing away. And we got home when we got the news. And Carol says, I need, I need, honey, I need to be alone. Now, her office, and I'm good with that. She says, I need to get alone with God. Okay? I'll manage the house. I'll keep the curtain climbers out of your way. I'll take care of the kids so you can hear from heaven, get things settled. And she went in and said, Lord, why? Why would she get healed and live with a, a quality of life for a month and a half and then go right back in it? And this is what the Lord said to her. He said, there's a secret place between me and the Father. And he said, Carol, it's none of your business. Papa has spoken. Say, Papa has spoken. There was a TV show a lot of years ago. It said, Father knows best. Father knew best. And there's a place between every individual that is holy and sacred. In these times, that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, lovingly helps, leads, guides, intercedes, and reminds us of the love and promises of God that bring comfort and hope. I'm comforted today, and my hope is heightened because of the move of the Spirit and what He said. What was it? What was the song? Say it. Somebody tell me. What was the song that came out in the spirit? The answer is on its way. God will not delay. The answer is on its way. God will not delay. How do I know? The Lord is good. Hallelujah. He is gracious. He is bountiful. He's kind. He's loving. God wants you and I to leave today with this assurance, confidence. The Lord has heard your prayer. And... Don't let doubt, unbelief, and deception of the enemy or delay. Delay is not denial. 
oftentimes in prayer. You know, it, it, oh, I got the, Andy, I never finished there. Andy was talking about it. He said, you know, Ray, he said, but even with the loss of my son and granddaughter, I know God's word's true. And I, I still received the wellness of my children and grandchildren by faith. I said, well, that puts you in Hebrews chapter 11. He said, what's that mean? I said, you're in the Hebrews Hall of Fame. They believe God, and even though they never saw the promise in the natural, they saw it in the spirit. How about your son, Andy? At the moment of him getting ready to cross from this earth to the next world. Being raised up in a Christian home saying, God, forgive me. Jesus, save me. Boom. Now out of here. You don't know. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Spirit will remind us of the things that has I've been spoken. Now, I'm going to say this. John Wayne deathbed experiences aren't the best way to live a life. But it's a good way to leave. If you ain't been saved until death, get saved. Amen. But write this down and I'll close. This verse is in Isaiah 57 verses 1 and 2. And verse 1 says this, the righteous, if you can put that up, Rich, Isaiah chapter 57, verse 1. Where are we at? That can't be the right time. It's not 1104, right? 1148. <laughs> Tell the truth. Let's read it together. The righteous perishes, and no man takes it to heart. Merciful men are taken away, while no one considers that the righteous is taken away from evil. Next verse. He, this is the right one, let me, let me bring it, you know, in sync. He, it's a, the, the context here is the person who has perished. He or she shall, go ahead, together. He shall enter into peace. They shall rest in their beds. Each one walking in his or her uprightness. The righteous, verse 1 again, if you would. Parishes and no man takes it to heart. Merciful men are taken away. While no one considers that the righteous is taken away from evil. Don't you think that God's mercy for an individual... If they were in danger in, on life's path to crucify again the Son of God, what it says in Hebrews, that there's no repentance if a person denies Christ or gets to a place where they renounce him. I'd rather be taken off this planet than lose my salvation. Wouldn't you? Now, that's not our confession of faith. It's not something we have in our promise box on the table, is it? Amen? But we don't always know why things happen in life. The secret things belong to the Lord. And Proverbs says this. God, see, Carol wasn't offended when the Lord said it's none of your business. She wasn't offended. Oh, who do you think you're talking to? Who do you think you're talking to, God? 
she said, okay, Father. That's holy between you and her. I'll find out on the other side, maybe. I'm not worried about it. It's yours. Right? We don't always have the answer for stuff. Lord, why isn't my prayer answered? I need it yesterday. I needed it last year. The fact that you say I needed it means you didn't really receive it. Because it's already yours. Jesus said, if you believe, you receive when you ask. That means once you've prayed, you believe it. And you've received it by faith. And it's the spirit reality. Faith is the what? Say it. Substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now, I believe for every one of my five offspring to fulfill their destiny in God. And if I look at it in the natural, I can say, well, there's hope. Because they're not all where I think they should be or where I would like them all to be, maybe. Are you with me? But what do I have? I have his promise. Where the blessing of God will come to three and four generations rather than the iniquity of fathers to the third and fourth. Amen? Proverbs eleven twenty one b the posterity of the righteous shall be delivered. Hallelujah. Something's getting a hold of one of your kids. Get it in your mouth. And decree it. Devil, get your hand off my child. Get your hand off my son. Get your hand off my niece in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I release them. I forbid whatever you bind. I bind that spirit. I bind that curse. I bind that endeavor to destroy, steal, kill, and destroy over mine. And name them in Jesus' name. I release the angels to take the word of God and gird them up and protect them. That the Lord my God will be a defense for them. A fortified city. Until they come to their senses. Hallelujah. You won't have them, devil. And, and, you know. Our grandkids and our grandkids Bible study on Thursday nights. That's so cool. But I've, I'm hearing something. Again, in the language of the young people. God. God. You know, God this, God that. And I'm not hearing Jesus. 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 And it dawned on me. I'm listening to the conversation. So I said, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Time out. Time out, guys. I know you guys are sincere. And you're saying, God, God this, God that. How about Jesus and Father? Yes, they are God. But you, it, the devil is not disturbed when you and I say God. Because there's millions of them in the earth. We have one. One God, three persons in that God. But James says this, and you need to get the name of Jesus refired, and we do, in our mouth and in our hearts. We love him, but do we use his name? He didn't say in the name of God, you shall do these signs and wonders will follow you. In my name, Jesus. James said, demons tremble when the name of Jesus is spoken. 
Now, is that true or false? Well, let's give hell a headache. Jesus! Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Demons have enough sense to tremble at the name of Jesus. The Catholics had a little bit of an insight on this. When the name of Jesus, you you nodded your head. You genuflected your head. Amen. Jesus. Seriously. We would do that. And it was... I'm not making fun of it. It was like we were taught to have a reverence for the name of Jesus. We were lost, but we had a reverence. Jesus is Lord. Glory to God. My kids aren't. That demon influence isn't. Come on now. There are a lot of devils going after some of our kids. And it really is difficult when they're attacking our kids. The devils through people we know and love. Or used to. (laughs) Say, not on my watch. The Lord is good. I don't know how to close this today. Father, let's stand. We don't have to go to 1230. (laughs) Let's love on him a moment. Let's give thanks to him because of what he has said, what his word says. He's good. And as he's a stronghold. Hallelujah. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust him. Father, we thank you today that you are good. Holy Spirit, for breathing that ruach of revelation to us again today. That the prayer, the answer is on its way. God will not delay. We take hold of that. Thank you for that fresh wind, Lord. That fresh inspiration of the Holy Ghost in our hearts and our souls. Lord, may our souls align with what the word says and the spirit of God has said. Our will, intellect, and emotion be refueled, refired, and encouraged. That our faith is fixed. That we are your heirs. Hallelujah. That there is no sorrow with your blessing. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Hallelujah. That we thank you that you're not a man that you lie. Ha! Shaka! Hallelujah. So, Father, we vow to give you all the praise, all the glory. To give you a dance, Lord, when adversity might just try to be coming. That you prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You anoint our heads with oil and our cups overflow. Surely goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives. And we purpose to to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord, we purpose to be the house of the Lord forever. (laughs) We vow to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Oh, yeah. In Jesus' holy name. 
Man, I sense his presence and his unction. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know that we, the, the altar is open. Tim, if you just put a worship song on just for a moment before, guys, just let's not rush out. A fresh. If your heart, if you, you know, the Bible says that. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, God. Let's pray. His If you've been in that place of, of weariness and defeat, come on up. I know you received the word and you're receiving the anointing today, but come on up in the presence of God. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. If you feel like your prayer has been delayed and you've been despondent, hope deferred makes the heart sick. If your heart's been sick, even to this service, and this service is changing. This service is a, a, an intersection, bless God. Hallelujah. The anointing today to break yokes and remove burdens. Hallelujah. Shukotalavambranaya. God is moving. He's answering prayer. He will not delay. Hallelujah. He's not a man that he should lie. Glory to God. Blessed be his holy name forever. He will answer. He has answered. Hallelujah. And he always will answer. Hallelujah. For the Lord is good. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is bountiful. The Lord is kind. The Lord is loving. Glory to God. Our Father is a fortified place. A defense. Glory to God. He's a defense in the day of trouble. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Delay is not denial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pray in the Spirit. Please, beloved, let's one. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Those of you who've come to the order, just, just receive. Receive a fresh succoledea. A refreshment in your souls and your spirit. God is good. The Lord is good. An ever-present help in time of trouble. Ever-present. Omnipresent help in time of trouble. Omnipresent help in time of trouble. Omnipresent help in time of trouble. Omnipresent <laughs> in times of trouble. Hallelujah. Omnipresent help in times of trouble. Oh, omnipresent help in times of trouble. La stonda de vesti castalabonde. Omnipresent help in times of trouble.
He's not a man that he should lie. Omnipresent help. <laughs> Omnipresent help in times of trouble. Oh, glory. Omnipresent help. Jesus. Bring it up a little, Tim. Holy, holy, holy. awesome your name is above every name Jesus we sing holy 
Holy be to the Lord God of Israel. Our Father, be glorified in this house today. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation we sing praise to the risen King. You are our everything, and I will for you. Yeah. Oh, we adore you, Jesus. Come on. Lord, we adore you. Thank you for the life in the word and by your spirit that we're living, leaving here today. Edified, strengthened, and empowered. Hallelujah. And confident that our God is answering our prayer. And there is no delay. In Jesus' mighty name, we vow to give you the praise. Lord, may your light shine through us every day. May your testimony come out of our hearts and our lips, beyond our lips. That we are your light, Jesus, in the earth. And we are disciples, not only believers. Thank you for fruit that abounds unto your glory. Evidenced in our words and our actions in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Vince, do you have anything? Pastor Tim? Please come out. I don't know if the, we had a teaching last week. The pastor wasn't there, and I have to see with him. But we're teaching on prayer, and we need to come out because we are in a warfare. And the battle is going to be won right here for yourselves and your loved ones. So if all possible, come on out tomorrow night at 7 o'clock for prayer. Hallelujah. And for our nation. Amen. God bless you. You guys are awesome. You're the light of the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go let it shine. Amen.